0: From the Liquor Barn Studios, it's time for The V Show, right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Bobby V. It's a very special opening of the show today, because uh, um, this is going to be hard to believe, but, well, not hard to believe that Nick is attending a meeting, so he'll be here shortly, the big head of producer. But sitting in him on the board is Tanner Brudemesso. <gasps> oh, you did it! <laughs> Oh, my God. Did you think I didn't know your name? I know. I knew you knew my name, but I, just, I thought you... <laughs> First were... time I've ever said it properly on the air, and that might very well be the last. Oh, yeah, definitely that, the last. That's no fun. That's not as much fun as Theodore, Tony, Thomas... Tanker. Tango. Tonga. <laughs> Those are all... That's. Uh, the I'm, I'm very lunch. proud of you, though. Thank you. I hope your family was listening. If they weren't at the beginning, they missed it. May <laughs> not happen again. Um, quite a weekend... There's lots of thoughts, obviously, from lots of people. But I wanted to start with this, which is, you know, um, <laughs> I don't really have the stomach for all the, the hate texts when they come in. But this will probably elicit some because there's people who are just were very comfortable with the fact that Louisville kept getting worse and worse. And so they were like, all right, good. We'll just ride it out. I can suck it up till. Uh, what is that my my phone making the noise or yours? What is that noise coming from? There's, oh god is it now I got to get somebody to come in here to fix the computer again. There you go. Whatever it was, you turned it off. Uh, yeah, it's the music from the computer. Like it just had Louis, like Louis had Louis like decided like ending song. But, like when you work out, you just know. put some music on in the background. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, what I what I've started to say is is um, you know last year, and I, I'll stand by. I, I what I try to do is be as analytical as i can i'm not doing any hiring and firing and i know when you do a show you got to have some opinion or else there's no sense really you know people want to hear hey, what's your opinion so i try and give you some opinion within the context of kind of uh you know what i think is is uh are the challenges that being faced and for example i'll give you a very one very innocent one whether you wanted a new coach or didn't want a new coach the challenge the challenge included so many moving parts for a guy like Josh Hurd, which included the money that was involved, the length of the contract, um, the, the people that were going to be probably instrumental in having to help get come up with that money, and their reaction to things, and uh, uh, you know who you can get, how you can get them, what a buyout is, how much it's going to cost you if you're going to get some All those things are are factors. The same way they are from the other side, which is, I, I guess, there's an article that the the, the troll pub was doing, what they say? I forget, Drew told me the number. I forgot, $8,000 a game. Uh, on game days, and now they they're, they frequently don't hit 3,000. And that's a factor. You're a neighbor. You're a partner. That's a business deal. So, yeah, those people are probably weighing in. Hey, we got to do something about basketball. So all, all, my point was just and remains, it's not as simple as like a Stratomatic game. We say, I don't like this team. We're going to take this card out and put a different card in. It doesn't work that way. So that's all I was saying then. Now, what I'm saying also is, and it's funny because there are people clearly are in camps, And when I was explaining why, you know, you need, for a lot of reasons, you need to give it more time when it was obviously a very, very difficult long year last year. People losing their mind. I've seen enough. He's got to go. He's got to go. All right. And then uh, when it happened at the beginning of this year, and frankly, they didn't show a whole lot of progress. I was of the impression that, you know, it can't continue the way it's going. It just can't. And they were like, oh, yeah, he came to our side. As if I'm trying to take a side. I'm not trying to take a side. What I've done And the problem is everybody is in a hurry, and you just want to hear sound bites. He's for, he's against, he's pro, he's this, he's right, he's left, he's up, he's down, he's whatever. And I don't see things that way. So, again, you have to listen. Why was I saying that early? Because I was using, oh, here we go, the ad nauseum. You've heard this 10,000 times. How you evaluate programs is making progress if it's in a rebuilding mode. And this program was completely in rebuilding mode. Number first step, got to do what? Got to be competitive. Then you got to improve. Then you got to win. Then you got to maintain winning. Okay, last year they weren't even competitive, really. So I was like, well, they, they it was not a good year. So this year I had to see them come out and be competitive. And we had a glimmer of it in New York against two good teams. They easily could have won either of those games. Very competitive. Okay, that looks like they've taken the first step. But then they wouldn't maintain that. And they started getting their doors blown off in conference play. And so, yes, my, my impression was they haven't made even the first step, which a year and a half in you've got to have been able to make. And then you've got to – Improve well? Do you look at those things and say they were competitive in the game? The last couple of games they played, when they were down by twenty something and they cut it to five, I, I guess you could say that was competitive. But you know, like the Clemson game, you could easily make the case that they got back in it because Clemson thought they had the game won and they got their foot off the gas. So there's yeah butts involved in everything. Then they come out Saturday and put a hundred points on the board. Against the Florida State team that, until recently, was second place in the standings, and had been having a very surprisingly good year, and you say, you know, you're going to have a hard time slicing and dicing this one because they really put impressive numbers up against the team in the league that had been one of the better teams in the league. They're still six and four in the league and twelve and nine overall. So you got to say, all right. They did it here, here. So here's what I'm going to suggest. All I'm doing is suggesting as a basis for discussion. OK, they are maddening to watch in many ways because they are really bad. And really good. And that happens to some teams. You say, oh boy, you know, as they mature, they won't be so inconsistent. But they even do it within the same game. They would have stretches you know, against North Carolina where they were getting their doors blown off and then they came back and, 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 and won. Uh, and you know, won a good portion of the game and win the game. They came all the way back. They did it against Clemson. They've done it over and over and over again. So you say, to be honest with you, well, that's not good enough. That's not going to get it done. You can't just be all over the map. you got to have a stretch where they – got to play a game where they don't have one of those stretches where they just get dominated. And they – we're getting sound again. And we did that against uh, – they did that against Florida State. They were not – they didn't get dominated. Um Uh, at all they didn't have a stretch in the game and they got dominated they so they hung in they played great and offensively they were really good and so here's what I'm suggesting okay I'm just suggesting this if you're a guy who tries to be analytical in nature and not just get caught up in the emotion of the thing which is what I try and do they're very difficult to discuss because the simple fact of the matter is you don't you don't have a clear-cut reason why they are so bad and then so good in the same game. We talked about that last week. They didn't have – there was no catalyst. We said, okay, here's why they suddenly got good in that game. They went from a man to a zone, or they started trapping, and the other team had trouble handling the press and turned it over. Or, but they never do. They The same lineup, the same philosophy, the same defensive and offensive uh, schemes, if you want to call it that, and they go from being blown out to just dominating the game. So you can't wrap your head around that. Then you'd get the stat sheet. And this is the point I was going to make here is there are some stat sheets. Kenny said this about a couple of games ago. And we me go see if I can find it. If you looked at their offensive numbers from that particular game, you'd have a hard time understanding how they lost. I mean, usually you can say, okay, we did this, this, that, and the other. But – we, I don't know, had 30 turnovers and they scored 35 points. I'm making really exaggeration, but there was none of that. Some of the other numbers weren't that good. They weren't that bad. And then offensively, they were pretty good. So, so let's just take a look because here's what I'm going to offer as exhibit one. I mean, this is why they're so bizarre to discuss. They scored 101 points, 101, and they made three three-point shots the whole game. What was 1952? What the hell happened here? Three three-point shots, and they scored 101 points. And they shot 54% from the field. They were 80% from the free-throw line. Both teams got to the line a lot, but... And you may get mad at that. I, I get mad when people say, oh, they're whistle-happy officials. They're not the whistle-happy officials. It's foul-happy players. I mean, that's their job. Their job see if foul ball was called a foul. And if there's 10 fouls in a game, they call 10. If there's 100 fouls in a game, they call 100. I, I hate when people write it off that simple. Like, what are they supposed to Say, right, that's it. I've reached my limit of calling fouls. I'm not going to call anymore. I mean, they, that's how many – it was that kind of game. They were driving it at each other. They were trying to be aggressive defensively. That's how Florida State plays. He plays 10 million guys, and they all run out and play – you know, bonsai defense for three minutes, and they come out exhausted. And he puts another group in. Well, they were playing bonsai defense, and Louisville was going by them, and they were getting fouled. And I mean, James, Mike James, shot nineteen free throws by himself. I mean, and they shot eighty percent. So I mean, they they just did a really good job of that. Um, they 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 went against the team really pressuring them. They won the turnover battle by two, even though they made a lot. Sixteen is kind of high, but they created eighteen. So I mean that, that that what they did is all those other numbers were okay, and they or their offensive numbers were really good fifty four percent, eighty percent from the line. They scored one hundred and one points and only made three three point shots. Okay, so you say, all right, well maybe they really just got it this game. All right, well let's go back though. I mean let's let's just backtrack from this game. Okay, go back into the end of January. The last games were in January. They played Clemson. The Clemson game. In the Clemson game, they uh, they struggled offensively. Okay, but but here, but here's the point. They struggled offensively. And they struggled from the three point line. They were two of twenty from the three point line. They shot thirty four percent. Okay, and and you say, all right, well, how then did they manage to cut it so close? And to be honest with you, um, the only thing you can hang your hat on is the first stretch they had. A, 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 they'd done a really good job on the boards against this Clemson team. That's a pretty good rebounding team. Um, but, you know, okay, so that one, they lost by six when they shot horribly. So you can say, all right, well, they didn't really solve it in that one. But, they, but then back up a, a little bit again, and you go back to, again, I'm looking at trends. You're not trying to look at individual games because you don't get much of an answer for that. They shot in the game they lost against Wake Forest, drilled them. They shot 46%. They lost 90-65. They shot 46%. Which is pretty good, and they only made seven turnovers. So, what kills them in that game is what they're doing defensively. We'll come back to that, but get off. Leave that for a minute. Put that over there in the corner on that table. Just leave that alone for a second. Just want to talk offense for a minute, okay? Then that you go back before that to the Carolina game. Again, they wound up losing by sixteen. They shot four, just under fifty percent. They shot forty-five percent from the three-point line. They, were, uh, they didn't shoot free throws well, 6 of 13, but, uh, and that, that did hurt them. But, but offensively, in terms of their field goal percentage and what they were doing, they were pretty strong. They were pretty good, pretty good on the road. Right? You go back before that to the uh, loss against uh, uh, NC State. Let's see how that one was. They shot 48%. They shot 53% from the three-point line, 8 for 15 they shot 76% from the free throw line. They only made 10 turnovers. Their offense was good enough to win. Their offense said – now, w- the reason I bring that up is because go back to the beginning of the year, okay? Go back to the beginning of the year, and they were – they shot 40% in the loss at Virginia Tech. And um, they were um, – let's see. I want to go back. I don't want to I don't to look at defense yet. Don't want to look at defense. Leave defense out of the discussion for the time being. They shot under forty percent at DePaul, twenty-six percent from the three-point line. Field goal percentage was was terrible there. Uh, the the game against uh, Arkansas State, they shot thirty-six percent, thirteen percent from the three-point line. These are the games all in a row now. Okay, stringing these together. Um, let's go go back even further than that. What the hell? We'll go back to well, they they won that game, but uh, let's just see for. S&G. Uh, they beat Bellarmine. They shot 43%. Not great, but better. But then, and they won that game. Okay. Um, let's go back to the uh, early games. They lost to Tennessee Chattanooga. This is, now, this is very early. It's almost unfair. They shot 38%. 30, they, they weren't even shooting 40% regularly. They regularly were shooting in the 30s in the early part of the season. Uh, they they just they would have an occasional game where they jumped up and shot better. The game they beat UNBC, they got it to fifty percent. But by and large, their offensive efficiency numbers were were very very bad. Okay, their offensive efficiency numbers. If you take these last games, Clemson not a good example as I already talked about. But all the other ones you take. Um, let's go. Let's let's take a look here. And and. um let see, I, I don't remember the Duke game off the top of my head. I have to look at that. Do Even Duke, they shot 46%. They shot 46% in the Duke game. And they, um, now UVA they did not, but everybody shoots horribly against UVA. I know I'm giving a pass, but that's, I'm sorry, that's just how they are. UVA at home, they gave up 35%. That's what they do. That is, that's what they do. So it's disgusting. Oh, that was the one here. God, yeah, so that was tough. I figure because I wasn't at that one. I'm sorry. I didn't have to witness that in person. But – but – excuse me. By and large, from the third of the way through January to now, they've shot 49% against North Carolina. They shot – 48% against NC State. The game against Miami that they won, they shot 49%. Those games are all in a row, remember. Um – um, against Wake they shot 46% which is not great but certainly not terrible it was not I mean early part of the season they weren't they weren't breaking 40 they were not breaking 40 at all uh, Clemson I said was an aberration of some sort and that's and that is thanks to that start of the game where they, where they go like seven minutes without making a shot so from that point on they were much more uh, efficient, and that's how they got themselves in a situation where they only lost by six. In fact, I bet you, uh, I don't know if I could find the, the stat sheet. I'd like to see what they shot in the second half. Um, doesn't tell you because they were much better in the second half. Okay, So the second half of the Clemson game, you could lump in with NC State and Miami and uh, Duke, and then, uh, um, as I said, uh, uh-oh, here we go. It's time to do the show, so let's get let's have the patrol come in here. Let's hit buttons. Let's let's get Push in here. The <coughs> 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 yes, I thought their offense looked so good. <coughs> 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 oh yeah, yeah, no, it's fine, Billy! Billy, bring that bring that oh, drill over here. Okay. Bring that drill over here. Good. Come on over here. No, no so then I thought their defense Hey Tommy! Hey Tommy, you stupid son of a bitch! Where the hell is that hammer? <coughs> I think it's in. I'm not sure. I think it's in. Test it. Hello. Test it. Move over there, Chubby. Hello. Is this thing on? Hey, hello. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I think we got it. No, you don't. Still doing it? Don't you hear it? Yeah. Yeah. No, good. Come here. Tommy, I told you, you bozo. You didn't fix nothing. Get over I here. I need the hey. drill. I need the drill. Hey, <coughs> I- 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 it-, it-, it sounds better. I-, I-, I think it's better now. Uh- it ain't... It- I think it's better. This is entertaining. Oh, this, is, this is awesome. I'm glad you're you laughing. I'm laughing. Try it again. Try it again now, try Tony. Again. Hey, Tony, try, try it again. now. The green button, you stupid gazon. What are you doing? Here we go. Got music again. Why only on this show do all the repairs? The legs I didn't grass. touch anything. Don't get personal there, Luigi. Do it again. Try again. It's coming out of the computer itself. I know where it's coming from. Hey, oh, fantastic. Great. Just keep talking about No, it. no, no, this is good. This is good. I'm supposed to be doing like setting up a segment about stats and crap and we got the the, 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 the Mario brothers here trying to figure out oh no, yeah, no, you get under there too. Pull some wires. No. Do this during Drew's show one morning. You want to see an angry little man? Now you'd have some entertainment. You'd have things thrown, you'd have monitors crushed. But no, eh, go in about it. You're, easy you're going. just gl- like glossing right past this. No, yeah, no question. no hit that button. No, try it again. Try it now. What do you got now? Wee, wee, there we go. Yep, no, it's good. Oh no, it's working out fine. Great. Oh, well, let's see is this one working? Hit that button. Try this button. Mm. Try that one. The Premier Radio Networks proudly presents Casey Casey. How the hell did we get that now? 40, what, what, what did you push this down there? Is what is this? Nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighty. Casey Kasem? I didn't even know we had that archive. What the hell? Push that the green button. Hit the button again. And, and welcome to American Top Forty. I'm Casey Kasem. Uh, hello. hello. Oh my good. What in the world? How did we get that? Oh my goodness. Oh. The Gillette of what the hell, one hour? What? what the hell is this now? I don't know why he's doing this. I unplug the thing twice. What is this now? I'm still doing it, James. I need to go. What the hell are we listening to here? What the hell is that? What is going on? The getting the round of applause he deserves. What? Both of these pictures have been old Both of these pictures. This is, is the 1955 the World Series. Years. How did we get this? It's 70 years old. The hell is going on here? Oh my goodness! What in the world was is that? Oh, now they get. Now he can't get in the studio. Luigi can't get in the studio now. There we go. So so, explain now, does Drew do his show from this studio or the 93.9 studio? This studio. So he didn't have this problem. Louie wasn't here, right? He did it from somewhere else. Right. Okay. What is that now? All right, James is going to come in, and we're going to try to. I'm doing one more thing. I'm switching it. Tell me if this works. Let me see. Tanner, play it again. Oh my God! What, what did you push this time? All I did was now unblocking. we got was unplug it. algo después con la roja Wow! What the hell is that? We've had just about every type of programming come across the way. Just don't play anything in queue. Okay, now I definitely plugged it in this time, so. the hell? What is this? No, I, I, I plugged it back in. There's no reason this should be playing. It's Baby Shark. How do we have Baby Shark? Tanner! Tanner! And you can't stop it. That's the thing. No matter how many buttons you hit, it just keeps going. <laughs> and ESPN deportes. All right, just Tanner. Tanner, hit spacebar. Turn it all off. Turn it all off. The one thing that we always never we always seem to be able to play without any problem is a commercial. So why don't we go to a commercial and we'll reset? This is freaking ridiculous. It's crazy. It's good. People like it when I swear, right? No, don't swear. Kids, can't, can't swallow baby shark. Just go to break. Dinner Shark. do 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 Shark. do 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 That's what I'm talking about. No, let's go, Hunt. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back under there. Move your chubby legs. Let's go. All right. We'll fix it. Just fix it. Play a commercial, Tucker. We'll be back. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too With video visits available 24 7 and online check in through MyChart for in person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to slash care anywhere. be a part of the show text bobby v on the ups jobs text line at 437-9680 headline has passed and so unfortunately we got no entries to win the new car so we're just gonna have to not uh, be able to give it away because that was one of the conditions Did you get up cut there uh, because of all the problems going on i think baby shark was still playing so uh, thanks i'm sorry but thank you for uh um, Bruno's uh, repossessed autos for making the car available to us, but that was uh, a nice giveaway. Yeah, sorry, we nobody can win it though because we got no entries because uh, because everything broke. Yeah, so well, we got we got uh, lovely listeners from our uh, our Spanish speaking. Yes, listeners. they must have, They must have been trying to call in. We'll take caller number cinco. <laughs> uh, so try and get our rhythm back. <clears throat> uh, what I started to say was, if you're going to say. They've got to be competitive and then improve and then win and then maintain winning to evaluate success. And keeping in mind, not all that's going to happen in one year, um, they clearly were not competitive last year. They weren't really competitive at the beginning of this year. We saw glimmer, and then they couldn't even maintain stage one. Now they've been competitive for the last games, basically, if you look at the scores. And they, you say, how can you say they were down 20-some-odd in all those games? And they cut it to best scores the way it is now. It's a million points scored, and they cut it to five, and they were competitive. And then you kept saying, well, if you're going to improve, you've got to eliminate those bad stretches during a game. And yesterday, Saturday's game was the first time they did that. They didn't have one of those avalanche stretches. And they played offense at the level they played it far more frequently before all hell broke loose here. Um, we had gone through the numbers, if you're just joining us. They, they had a very difficult time shooting 40% from the field for most of the first third of the season. They have now shot close to or over 50% for a bunch of the games late, lately, um, Virginia notwithstanding, uh, and even against some really good teams. They've done some offensive things. For, uh, um, Louisville and Florida State are the only two teams to score at that point, till Duke did it the other day, score over 70 points against North Carolina in a conference game. So their offense is definitely better. They are more competitive Uh, Consistently, so I'm just saying, based on my criteria, I'd be hypocrite if I didn't say they have shown some improvement over the meaningful improvement over the last couple of weeks. That's probably going to be bad news. I said, let the hate tech because people don't. I don't want to hear anything remotely good about this team because he's got to go. Damn it, he's got to go. Get him out. I realize I know there's that group of people out there. I get it. You know, if you text me, you're just going to be redundant because I know you're there. I'm not arguing. I'm not trying to persuade anybody of anything. I'm doing what I always try and do here, which is be analytical. And what I'm saying is this is the first time that you look at them and say they've shown something that you can hang your hat on in terms of improvement. They have been competitive more frequently they couldn't do it for whole games but they weren't competitive at all frequently last year they cut the lead against some very good teams where they had a chance Clemson at Clemson Carolina they did that they made great comebacks That it's maddening it's maddening to analyze them because you can't figure out how they could be so bad and then so good within the same game they don't change anything. It was the same player, same coach, same location, same everything, but they managed to play like two different teams. So you look at that, and you're trying to figure out what exactly it was. Now what are we doing? Are we going back when we're drilling here? Yep, here we go. Okay. That was, wasn't very complicated. He unplugged something. So, So, I mean, you're looking at it, and you're saying, why were those games so diametrically different within the same – ball game i don't know but their offense clearly had gotten better more often than it was far more often than it was early and this last game they didn't uh have one of those stretches where they got avalanched on and it cost them the game all right so so you got to start with that now you can try and do some analysis as to perhaps why here's a couple things just my observations I, I, I don't know. I hope Kenny wouldn't be offended at this. They are not particularly very intricate when it comes to running sets and plays. That's not how he's wired. He is trying to get them individual development to progress dramatically, to be better individual players. And then you just have enough faith that you put them out there and they're good enough players that we're going to have enough good quality players at different positions on the floor and they can win games. Um, he certainly got that with Brandon Huntley-Hatfield. There's no question. You're starting to see it with some other guys. I mean, Tyler was terrific. Uh, you know, it's been a rocky road with him. He plays, he doesn't play, he's hurt, he's not playing because he doesn't have the right stockings. You know, all these things. But yet, when they needed him in this last game, he was terrific. Uh, Williams has certainly stepped up. Mike James is as steady as the clock on the wall as far as anybody with consistency goes. Even when he doesn't shoot well, he does certain things well. Every game he gets to the line, he rebounds so they they he's getting individual play that's better, and offensively it's translated into a better uh, productivity and as Paul Rogers pointed out. Um, he's right. You know, I've said this many times on the show, too. If they say pace makes the race, style makes the game in basketball. And when you're playing a team whose style is going to complement what it is that you're trying to do, you're going to look better. And Florida State plays like a hockey team. He has like 15 guys. He runs five guys out. They play absolutely maniacally for three minutes. They are exhausted. They come out another five going. They do the same thing. Well, if you are able to go around people as they're running wild at you, then you have a chance to get good shots. And Tyler certainly likes that. You're going to run at him. He's happy. He goes around you. He scores himself. He gets to the free throw line. And he makes passes. The term we always use, he starts the merry-go-round. He goes in there. People start coming and rotating. And now this guy's open, and they get good shots. They weren't three-point shots, which is fine. Whoever was open, they got good shots inside the arc. That works, too. They scored 101 points, whatever the hell it was. So that was a matchup that made some sense. And it also let Huntley uh, uh, Brandon uh, huntley Hatfield have some opportunities because as the merry go arounds running, it's very hard to stay matched up with people inside. You got to come help on drivers. You got to find people, and he was able to get himself free. And then he produced very well also. And they, they got great productivity from those four guys. They all produced: Mike James and uh, Williams and, and Johnson and, and Hatfield Huntley Hatfield. So they got the matchup was good. will that translate to teams that don't defend that way I don't know because they didn't really the one game offensively they've struggled was Clemson and they don't play that way they are very disciplined physical half court team so I don't know but you got to look at the body of work they have played offensively light years better than they did early they are much more competitive than they were early they um, have, have certainly improved. They've shown great improvement on the offensive end. Um, so the, those first two phases, now you're finally starting to see they are competitive. It's for the first time you can probably say that. The Clemson game, tough place to play. They were competitive there. They are definitely improving on the offensive end. You can definitely see that there. And they're improving in the areas that I think Kenny emphasizes, which is their individual skill set. They're, they're individually showing progress. The things that you still haven't seen are things – some of it is philosophical. Some of it is is really no excuse for. They are still very poor defensively, and I don't really know what the hell they're trying to do defensively. Uh, You know, if I could see what they were trying to do and they were getting beat off of it – I could understand, but I don't really see what they're trying to do other than you know keep the ball in front of you. But that's you got to have more philosophies than that. Where are you trying to push it? Are you going to double? When are you going to double? How are you going to rotate? Where are you going to rotate? Are you ever going to do anything to mix it up, keep teams off balance? They play like two possessions a zone. It's not really much to, in a game that's played at the pace it is now to do very much. I don't understand what the hell they're doing with their three-quarter court press because even if they're trying to slow the other team down, they're not slowing anybody down. They just come down the floor. They just happen to have two guys in the back. Court for the beginning part of the possession. They don't really do anything out of it. The team takes the ball into positions that are basically perfect places to trap, and they don't trap. They don't, pr- they don't provide any ball pressure in the half court. So no matter what they're playing, the ball just gets banged around, bing, 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 and then the teams play darts and get it to a guy they want to shoot it. And they won because they beat him in a shootout. I mean, both teams scored, all- they combined for over 190 points, for goodness sake. And they had more... Um, uh, offensive firepower on this day, and, and that's good. And it's good in a sense that, again, let's be analytical. They are – the game is an offensive game now. I mean, that's the way it is. You know, Houston gets a lot of attention because they're kind of a throwback. They're still emphasizing defense, and, you know, that didn't get them very far against Kansas over this past weekend, I'll tell you that. But the fact is it's an offensive game, and so they're they're emphasizing individual offensive skills. That's what they emphasize. And they've gotten better at it. It's, it's kind of weird. They're, they're impossible to really 100%. You could take issue with what I'm saying, and it'd be hard for me to say, oh, you know what you're talking about, because they don't, they defy logic in a lot of ways. They really do. I mean, how do they keep having fewer players and play with more productivity? How does that make sense? I mean, Sky was an instrumental part of everything they were doing offensively. He goes out, and they have a, a tremendously offensively efficient game. They go from the game before where um, where where Trey is scoring like he's you know um, Steph Curry, and then this game he he hardly shoots the ball a little and scores. He winds up with no points. Played 31 minutes, but and he only had one assist. See, the part I was looking at was I thought maybe Kenny said before the game, which would make sense. Hey, we got to pass the ball better because if you remember in the game against Clemson. They were really atrocious at passing. I mean, it's hard to get assists when you're not making any shots, but they had no assists for like, I don't know, 14 minutes or something. They wound up with four in the game. And you can say, well, they didn't make that many baskets. They made 22 baskets. To have four assists, that's really awful. That's a terrible assist ratio. Um, and so my guess is maybe he said, well, you know what, I need you to be out there and be looking to be a, a distributor and a playmaker. But he only had one assist. But uh, um, he did come back now. You know, the one thing I'll say is, I, and he even told us this after the game. Kenny said, you know, when, when Trey got those 14 rebounds at Clemson, hey, you know, now I don't ever want to hear it again. You, you, No excuse, you should be getting 10 rebounds a game. Well, then he went out and rebounded this game. He did that. He wound up with seven rebounds. He wound up as the co-leading rebounder on the team with Huntley Adfield. So, and he only shot twice. Maybe that's the answer. Maybe they had the wrong guy shooting. I don't know. Williams took 13 shots and wound up with 19 points. He's capable of doing that. And he's a pretty good defender, too, by the way. I noticed that about him early. He makes he gives you an honest day's work on the defensive end, that <laughs> kid. So, But their defense is still not very good. They won despite getting up 52% shooting. Uh, but they, they only gave up three three-point shots. They made three, and they only gave up three, so they didn't lose any ground there. Uh, but, you know, they, they just— they, they won the game largely at the free-throw line. And, again, if you want to make an issue about something, that's what Kenny's emphasized from when he got here. Get in the lane, get to the free-throw line, and they did. They made 36 free-throws. That's an amazing amount of free-throws, to be honest. They outscored it by 13 at the free-throw line. So, I mean, you can't just ignore that they are better than they were. Now, is that enough to think there's a trend going forward? I don't know. I mean, there's so many other factors. There is a trend. Which is? Kenny Payne is two and zero against Florida teams this year. There you go. That's true. Well They need to get in. What's the league? Come on with? down. They Sunshine need to get State. in the Palm. There used to be a conference of all Florida Sunshine. teams. I forget what it was called. That's what they need to get in. They need to get <laughs> the in. Sunshine Conference. Sunshine State Conference. <laughs> it was called. They could probably kick ass in there. So yeah, that is a good trend. But I don't know. This game at Syracuse will be a teller because you know that's a hard place to play, and they have been. They've been all over the map too, uh, Syracuse. They they've had some early on. They were the, one of the surprise teams in the league, and uh, then they've just kind of fallen on a little bit of a hard time. Now they're they're uh, they've lost their last two. They are five and six in the league, but they're ten and one at home. So you know what are you going to what are you going to say about that? Uh, they're they're tough at home, and. Um, you know, that's, Louisville's got – these are the games that people pointed to at the beginning of the year and said maybe these are the ones that will be winnable. So, I don't know. They've got – you know, Notre Dame is tied with them for the last place in, or next to last, I guess, technically in the conference. Georgia Tech's only one game ahead. Boston College two games ahead. Clemson two games ahead. Then everybody else has five or more wins. Can they parlay that into something that's a little different? I mean, Syracuse um, – Notoriously tough to play in that building. In fact, they have as good a home record, I think, as anybody in the league, except for well, no, Wake also is twelve and zero. UNC's ten and zero at home. UVA's twelve and zero at home, and Wake is twelve and zero at home. And Syracuse is next at ten and one. So it's not going to be easy, but um, um, you know, we'll we'll see if it translates, and if the if they they their defense has got to get markedly better for the program to make any kind of a a stride forward. I mean, we I was talking in the bullpen with Drew and he made a good point, but this is why people use statistics the way a drunk uses a lamppost for support, not illumination. And this is one of those examples. If you look at the Ken Palm efficiency numbers, little will still way the hell down. Yeah. I mean in terms of even even as good even with their better offense, they're still way down. They were they were two twenty-two in the Ken Palm last week, I think. Is that right? Did they jump up that high that I can't find them now? Where are they? Come on, boys, where are you? Oh, yeah, they went all the way up to 179. They jumped like 40 spots. I think it was. two. It was. They were in the 200s, I thought. Maybe I'm wrong. It's irrelevant. But the point is their offensive efficiency number is still pretty low. It's 184. 181. Excuse me. I don't want to shortchange them. That's still not very good, obviously. But their defensive number is 214, and that's terrible, and that is not getting better really anytime soon. What I would argue, though, is their offensive efficiency number has got to be a lot better now than it was. Like You've got to remember, that takes into account all of the games, including the awful games early. And if you just take in account conference games, it includes those games early on where they were shooting the mid-30s their their offensive efficiency but to give you an idea excuse me Notre Dame Notre Dame, you know the you know they base it it's, it's 100 based on 100 possessions how many points would you project out and uh generally you got to be over a hundred and uh but like a Notre Dame is under 100 they're at 99 they're 310th in the country that, I mean that is a game where but they're but Notre Dame's defense 45th in the country because that's obviously a guy who said, look, I know we're not going to have much offense, so we're going to try and get it done on the defensive end. Louisville has really not shown a whole lot of progress defensively, and that's disappointing because that's the one area that's not really contingent on pure talent. That's that's positioning, effort, focus. I mean, if you go out there and you break your butt, the two areas that are more translatable by effort than skill are defense and rebounding. Those two things you can be effective at just with the sheer force of your personality, hustle, and, and paying attention to positioning. I mean, you can't just be out of position all the time. you got to understand. But you can do that offensively. You can't shoot it. You can't shoot it. If you can't put it to the floor and beat guys off and drive, you can't do it. You're just not a great offensive player. You don't have good footwork. It's going to be tough. But those two areas you can compensate, and they don't – Defensively, they're rebounding. They're doing okay now too. After getting pounded, that's what I'm saying. They're so maddeningly all over the map, and and that's the next part of it. Can you can you be competitive? I think they're closing in on that. If they're not there completely, Uh, certainly compared to where they were. And are they? uh, Can you be competitive? And do you improve? And then do you win? And then do you maintain it? I'm, I'm still not 100% sold. They're completely competitive night in and night out. We'll see. I mean, it's hard to say, even though the margin at the end of the game was not gigantic against Virginia, but when you score 13 points and you're down 30, that's hard at home. It's hard to argue you were very competitive that game. So, I don't know. But then the Clemson game, they were down 20, whatever it was, and they cut it to, They had a chance to win that game. So, by that definition, you're competitive. This game that was, was a very competitive game, a very entertaining game. I mean, in terms of Well, the scoring, lots of fouls and lots of stoppages, but still, uh, you saw 190 points scored. Offensively, they are better than they were. Can they be consistently better, and can they start to show some improvement defensively and to the point where you'd say, okay, now we're competitive, now we're improving, now we're where we should be. Should they be further along? I I would argue yes. I mean, and certainly on the defensive end, I don't know why they're so poor defensively. Uh, and, And this style of play suited them. They just... They just could go play basically. First of all, you're not playing looking over your shoulder because the guys on the floor know there's nobody else to put in. I mean, there are just there's, there's lots of vacancies at the hotel. Let's put it that way. So that you go out and you play looser and you play much more of. As, and Paul pointed this out, giving credit where it's due. He made a great point. You play much more instinctively reactionary, if you will, because they're coming out and ah, they're jumping at you, and you just go. And that plays into Ty Law's hands, and they, they did a good job reacting. They still turned it over some, but they, they reacted well, and they got good shots, and they converted them. And, and so they had some offensive firepower. I don't think Syracuse can go play like that, I don't think. So, um, you know, we'll have to see how it plays out on the road. But this is an important game because every time you you – are ready to run up and kick the football Lucy pulls it away on this team and uh, we did that after we got back from New York and now we'll see how it plays out in this one but what I've said the one thing I'm being consistent about is you know root for what you want hope for what you wish Um, Kenny's a very nice person I wish him success because he's such an easy guy to root for Um, I'm just trying to give you the analytics of what I see there's other aspects to it too of course But for one day, enjoy it. That's all I'm saying. I mean, just enjoy that game because that was um, a game at home with guys stepping up and playing. I mean, for all the great guards this program's had, Tyler did something that's never been done before. I mean, think about that. So, you know, it, there there there's certain things that you look at. Why would you want to torture yourself? So just uh, you know, enjoy it. It was also the first time that we scored 100 points since I was a freshman here. Yeah, in 2018. I mean, that's what I'm saying. So offensively, now it was a style that set up for that. Florida State's not a great team. Leonard's done a good job squeezing quite a bit out of that bunch, but um, you know they did they did the job to get 100 points scored. Uh, Let's see what we got here. You want to take a top of the hour break? Get our man Sully on the other side? Yeah, Texas said just tuning in. Always happy to be Florida State, but it's going to be a case of too little, too late. Could be. I don't know. We'll see. 437 968 UPS Jobs. Text line if you want to be part of the show. I know. I, I Texer asked the question that I asked early, and I think there's some merit to it, but I don't know that it's true. He said, "Did KP recognize that he has no outside shooters? Therefore, he built the offense around getting to the rim and getting fouled." I think two things. I think that's really at the core of his philosophy, though. I really do think he wants to get in there and 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 just physically dominate in the lane and get to the free throw. And, and I, I do think part of it is. I used to ask him early, and he said, "No, we have shooters," but you know, that's what coaches are going to say. He's not going to come out publicly and say so his team could hear it. No, we have nobody who can shoot it. But I do think that, yeah, he was concerned about that. But um, I don't know. that They've convinced me now when they get good shots, they got enough guys that can keep you honest. It's kind of like a baseball team that isn't going to be hitting 200 home runs over the course of a season, but they got enough guys that can at least uh, keep you honest. Um, so uh, I don't know. I think if they get good looks, they'll make some. But 101 points, when I looked at the box score and so they had three threes, I was I was like, what? What? Uh, but in no, well, the world is going on around here? Any more to words of, uh, of, of Leonard Hamilton? Himself. What? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right, top of the hour. We're back with more, and apparently all the equipment's working now, so yay for us. ESPN 680, 105.7.